Welcome to Membership Voice. I'm Carol O'Shea, the coordinator of The Voice and the host of this evening's webinar. A very special welcome to tonight's presenter, past Governor Jatendra Prasad from Rotary Brisbane International. How are you, Jatendra? I'm good, thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm feeling good. Fantastic. <laughs> good to see all the lovely faces out there. <laughs> yeah, it, it is wonderful, isn't it? But at this stage, it's important to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm presenting tonight's webinar, the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation, the traditional custodians of the land, and I acknowledge the strength of their continuing culture and offer my respects to elders past, present and emerging. At this stage, I'm really looking forward to hearing about the rise of Brisbane International, a fantastic story to be presented by past Governor Jachendra Prasad. Over to you, please, Jatendra. Thank you, Kiro, and uh, good evening, everyone. And um, um, like to acknowledge the presence of Park District Governors and um, our membership uh, support team, Barbara, and um, our District Governor-elect and fellow Rotarians. And uh, thank you very much for joining this evening. And like to say thank you to um, Kiro for giving me this opportunity to be presenting here this evening and uh, on, on a very beloved topic of mine and which is membership in Rotary and um, using the platform of Rotary Club of Brisbane International. And um, so I'll take you through a journey for the next 25 odd minutes. Uh, this evening, I've, the, the agenda I have set up for this evening is uh, I'll, show, I'll go through my a bit of my journey and then talk about my club, the RCBI. Why not? What is the why? Our point of difference, key success factors, pillars, flagship projects, and the challenges. So basically, my journey, I was inducted in Rotary in Lambasa in Fiji Islands in 1987. And as a 27-year-old kid, when I was invited to be part of Lombasa Rotary Club, I did not know much about service above self. Service what? And um, But I wanted to join Rotary because it was one of the elite clubs. You had in the local town, you had the, the mayor, the accountant, the lawyers, all the big boys were there, and I wanted to be part of that. So that was my why in Rotary. And I think like everyone else, Rotary gives you more. Fast forward, migrated to Brisbane, and I couldn't afford to get into Rotary because I was trying to get my own job and do all that, that you do in terms of settlement. And five years later, I wanted to start my own office. And where would I get confidence, network, connection? Rotary. Hence, joined Rotary again in District 9630. So that was my why in Rotary. It has always been a bit of a bit of for me, myself, and I. And, but as you all know, Rotary does give you much more. With Rotary, we, with my club, went back to Fiji a few times. We did a water project. We did computers. Went to Bulgaria, did a re a rehabilitation of an orphanage. And a number of projects was done through Rotary. And using my, my, my family and friends and, and using them, not using, but sort of uh, fundraising and, and, and all that comes with it. But I never always wondered why my friends were not part with me. They all knew that on Tuesday evenings, I go to Rotary. And um, 
and I kept talking to my wife, my kids were go going to rotary programs. My daughter went to uh, foreign exchange to, uh, program in uh, Belgium. But one thing was missing. And that was, where are my friends? Where are my people from Fiji? Why aren't they on board with me? So one evening over our wine and uh, Nim and I got stuck in the red wine and we made a list of 25 people's names. And I'll just really quickly read out, this is the email that uh, list of 25 people's name, call them and I said, I want you to come and experience just an evening with me over uh, drinks and some curry. And following that, I sent this email. I said, I've been a Rotarian for many years through the Rotary Organization in Australia and Fiji. I've developed a belief that many of our near Australian friends and acquaintances have a lot to offer the community we live in. I have a dream to establish a Rotary Club, primarily, but not necessarily entirely engaging our Fiji community in Brisbane. For now, perhaps let's call this the Club Rotary Club of Fiji Brisbane. There are many reasons and rationale for establishing this club, and there are numerous ways to structure. So this was the basic, basic email I sent to these 25 people. And then I asked, I invited few of the members of the Rotary Club, uh, for, of the Rotary from the district to come and help me on the evening. 25 people came, 21 expressed their interest to be part of this club. So, that was turning conversations into action. So the why, the why was that we, I felt that, that my friends needed to enjoy what I was enjoying, going beyond living a life of just working and, and enjoying and doing what, you, what a normal person does. Because to be a Rotarian and having the experience, all the joys of doing things for others, I wanted my friends to join in as well. On July 2016, we were 17 members joining the Satellite Club. We chartered with 23. And as of today, 30th September, we got 30 members, male 53%, female 47%, and average age of 52 to 54 years. So what was the point of difference? So I looked at it from the platform of what do we enjoy? What are our skills? What is the community need? What, we, what do we need? And understand the purpose of the club. So we formed the club, that was good. But I think the more important thing for me was sustainability, to ensure that the club remained for years to come. So we, we said, okay, what would be the point of difference? What do we enjoy? We enjoy friendship. We enjoy serving. Importantly, we enjoy learning. What are our skills? So the skills were from our diverse professions, teachers, accountants, lawyers, electricians, business people, social media skills. And there were people who, who knew how to dot the I's and cross the T's. What is a community need? And this is where the why comes in. And being immigrants, one of the things that really touches a heart of an immigrant is doing that bit more to go back home where you came from. Apart from doing what you are doing here in the in domestic scene, you, I think most of us would love to go, we want to go back and do that bit extra. 
So we created this community need, the why. What do we need personally? And what we needed was connection. What we needed was to be part of this family so that we could do things together. And then importantly, point of difference also was to understand the purpose of the club. What are we trying to achieve here? The district and Rotary International in general. So, so looking at that, we tried to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. So the journey thus began with that 17 members and 23 at the charter. So the important bit is, what is our success factor? Clearly, what we did was we went on a strategic plan. We developed a strategy plan from that dot. And that was important to us because the strategic plan gave us the, the pathway. And some of the, some of the what you call, um, uh, the, 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 in the strategic plan, the focus area, the key focus areas were membership, diversity, humanitarian services, NH public image, rotary information, youth and vocational service, governance, fundraising, and district support. So obtained directly from the strategic plan of Rotary International. Embedded the members why in the strategic plan. And we allocated members to different areas of their portfolios. And each president over the last five years brought their own flavor and their own behavior, which is the big, hairy, audacious goal to the, to the club. And the plan is to re regularly review the, we regularly reviewed the strategic plan and with benchmarks. And a new plan comes in every year. And the, the, the current one is as follows. And we've got it signed off by President Subashni and the president-elect on 18 August 2021, as live as that. And we then, one of the first items in the, in the, in the strategic plan, the goals was forming a, a, a road direct club. And we strongly believe that because we kept on reviewing our strategic plan, Within two years, we were able to charter a, a, a Rotaract club. So our strategic plan was really important in the pathway so far. We also, what we did was we had some, we, we got some governance uh, documents. Um, and those, those are established policies. We got a project plan. Any project above $1,000 has to accompany with a project plan and approved by the board. We've got a conflict of interest uh, policies. We've got membership policies that you need to meet certain criteria to become part of the club. Our governance was stipulated. We've got board meetings. Our office of fair trading uh, via lodgement of annual returns and audited financial statements. So we started treating the club as a business leaders club. And hence, the attraction of members came accordingly because we felt that, well, we are a business leaders organization. So the pillars we developed over the years is a strong leadership. As I said, a leader brings its own flavor and own visions. Every president of the club has attended the president-elect training. 
we really, really encourage the president-elects to attend the training because that's where we get the source of inspiration and the training for the leaders. And at the same time, last year, through uh, Subhashni and uh, President IPP Soko, we did what you call the, the pulse of the club. We checked the pulse of the club. And the president also ensures that we have monthly board meetings. Communication. We are very strong in communication. We believe in transparency. We've got live Viva platform for board members, social uh, forum for the members. We've got a main forum for the members and we've got our friends of Rotary Forum. So there's four Viva forums live. Every, this, this broadcast could be on the live program at the moment on the Viva, Viva forum as well. And we also form what you call ad hoc groups. Um, as the project comes and we form an ad hoc group and the committee goes live on Viber. Email communications. We've got our news, monthly newsletter. We've got our website. We've got a OneDrive for the club. And we've got a president's report in, at the end of the year. And we're now in three years in a row, got a consistent format and layout for the president's report as well. So 10 years down the track, years down the track, we've got a consistent report coming through. So very strong in communication. For example, two, two three, three months ago or two months ago, we had an application for an NYSF candidate. The, the application came in at four o'clock in the evening, in the afternoon, and it was closing at eight or nine o'clock in the evening. The person rang up and said a couple of others club couldn't do it because he was himself late, he was very apologetic. It went straight to our board forum it was, there was no expense to the club. It was a matter of just nominating someone and it went straight into the board forum and within 45 minutes, we were able to approve that person's NYSF application. So it's as robust as that. We are very good in organizations. As I said, every president comes up with their own organization. We've got master plan for projects. We are very strong in projects and I'll go through later some of the projects that we've been doing. Relationship building is very important. We've got mentors in our club. And one thing we try and do is we, 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 we try and be we're very friendly. We're all friends together. Anyone coming to the club, we all part, we treat them as part of our, of our family and relationship is very important to us. And importantly, shared experiences. What that means is basically after parties. So we have our flagship event, finish off at 11 o'clock at night, we all go to the president's place or someone's place which is nearby, and we share the experiences. We share what we were, how, how much fun we had. We have our annual general meeting at my place as the charter president, and, um, and then we after the meeting, we have social evenings and we share our experiences, we share. And I think quite a few of you would agree that, uh, that some of the best projects have come through over the bottle of red wine after the meeting. So, so that's sort of, uh, we, we live that and the members live that. So we are very strong on projects. And in the last five years, some of the international projects we've done is we've sent 136 wheelchairs to Fiji. We've done a, we've done a water air conditioning project in Kingston domestic. We did a stationary project in Fiji. Last in this January, we did what we call, we participated or collaborated with the Lambasa Rotary Club 
under the gift of roof project, um, 50,000 Australian dollars were sent to Fiji. In excess of 300 roofs were constructed for houses, uh, which was blown away because of Cyclone Yasa. And we sent a container load of hurricane supplies. We did a solar buddy project for Kenya. And then we did a global grant project with the with the Rotary Club of Jodhpur in Mid-City, India. And this is in the, only in the last five years. So I'm talking about retention here. I'm talking about how we are engaging members in these flagship projects. And that's international. Our local annual projects, we call it business as usual projects, is our monthly food drive. And I believe that this has been, the monthly food drive has been the key to our success. We believe that instead of praying, going to the temple to pray, feeding someone is more than just praying. So what has happened, we embrace the community with this. And since we chartered until this month, except for December, we would have served in excess of 5,000 meals to the homeless in Brisbane. And every month, it is hosted by either a member or a friend of Rotary of the club. To date, there hasn't been too much expense out of the club because members sponsor it. So we get together on a, on a last Tuesday of the month in the afternoon. We chop the chicken, chop the veggies, make the butter chicken or chicken stir fry or whatever, put it into containers and take it to the homeless. Fantastic project and members and then we also try and cook for some for the members and for them to take it home. Partnering with Salvation Army, Christmas in July, supported the Australian Drought uh, Assistance Program. And we have recently started a weekly breakfast club as well and uh, to, in a school. And that's gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of engagement from the, from the members. Celebrated the R100. R and as recently as last Saturday, we are part, we celebrated the Rotary Service Day as promoted by or encouraged by our Rotary International President Shekhar Mehta for the Fiji Independence Day celebration. So, so there are some of our business as usual projects. So if you can see, we're really engaging members and projects have been very dear to us. And I guess that is our why. And then we move on to engagements and support to Rotary. Uh, we support Rotary youth programs. Every year we supported Ripen, Ryla and Rides. We support Rotary Foundation, is budgeted X amount of dollars given to Rotary Foundation. And Rotary District, RCBI within two years was able to support myself, me to be the, the district governor for 9630 for the 1819 year. And currently uh, we've got an assistant governor just happens to be my wife, Nim, and she's a past president of the club as well. We attend conferences, and since then, we've also been able to charter a Rotaract club of Rotary International uh, for our club. Uh, and also, we moved on and chartered another Rotary club called Rotary Club of Bronze Plains. Friends, I'm, I'm sharing all of this only because I believe these were the glue to get our members excited. These were the why that RCBI, RCBI was initiated. And it is always has been members, member-based. 
we always focused on the why in Rotary, why you are coming. The challenge for the president and the board has always been that after the one hour meeting, when members are going back home, they must answer the question, how relevant that hour was? Was it worth it? Was my time relevant, well spent? So th these are the things that, that, um, that we challenge the club and we challenge the members and we continue to seek to satisfy the why in Rotary and seek what you call the Rotary moments. Challenges, I'm sure there are challenges and I'm sure there'll be many more challenges that will come through. One of the challenges, again, like any clubs, is retention strategies. We did lose about five members over the five years. Funding enough, last year, this um, uh, Bulawood that we had, the flagship project that we had, the five members that had resigned, of that, all of them were at the, at the fundraising event. It was very humbling to see. They had the reasons to go, and, but they still come and support the club. I feel that retention strategy for any Rotary Club is far more important than attraction. I think we are able to attract members to our club, but retaining them is very important. So we've got to work hard. We've got to identify the why in Rotary, why someone has joined Rotary. And guess what? We pay to become a mem members of Rotary. We actually spend money to become a member. So, so it, is, it is our job as current members the board and the club and every member's responsibility for retention. Diversity, it is part of our strategic plan that whilst the, the core is Fiji-based, we have moved on and we currently have three, four members who are non-Fiji-based and we are working hard to diversify. We're working hard to make sure that, that down the track that, that we are able to sustain diversity, embrace diversity. That is important to us. And um, meeting expectation of members. The strategic plan is really good, but we are also very keenly aware about burnouts, that we don't want to burn out members and uh, we don't want them to um, to say this too much is happening as well. So we just got to have that nice balance going. And as I said a lot of time to my members, that this is a journey. My friends, Rotary is a blessed journey. We have been blessed to go out there and serve. As Shekhar Mehta said, that there was a guy who was complaining that he hasn't got shoes until he saw someone without legs. Rotary gives us that opportunity to do both, provide shoes and the legs. And it is on the, on the vehicle of Rotary, together we are able to, to be able to go and serve to change lives. Um, the, other, the other challenges, sorry, it's not on the, on, the, on, on the screen, is Rotary knowledge. I believe that the glue to keep members together is Rotary knowledge. The more knowledge we have, the more appreciation we have about Rotary and it being a global organization over 1.2 million members in 200 countries, the more appreciation we have, the more excitement it creates within the members. And uh, so those are some of the challenges. And I think those are challenges which is 
maybe challenges for any Rotary Club, I guess. And uh, but we see at RCBI. So whilst whilst it's important to celebrate the why RCBI was formed. But I think for me, it was very important to share the last five years, what we have achieved so that that becomes the, 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 the trampoline to go further. We've got our president elect now and uh, sharing some views with him and he's excited about, about the, the board and his pro project that is coming through. And I think, and we're talking about the president-elect nominee now as well. So it is, it is really exciting. And that reminds me of that my favorite quote. And that is, if you want to touch the past, you touch a rock. If you want to touch the present, you touch a flower. But if you want to touch the future, you touch lives. Rotary gives us the opportunity to touch lives. And Shaker, as Shaker Mehta has said, that Rotary gives challenges to become better people. Be ambitious. And remember, when a baby is born, the baby is crying. Others are rejoicing around the baby. The challenge, my friend, is to live such a positive legacy that when you are dying, you are laughing away and others are crying. The things you do for yourself are gone. When you are gone, the things that you do for others remain your legacy. So I thank you all for being Rotarians. Thank you for coming on board this journey. Thank you for your why in Rotary. Thank you for your passion and love in Rotary. And let's together enjoy this journey. And, uh, and let's together serve to change lives. Thank you. You mentioned having membership standards, and I think that's absolutely fantastic because desperate and dateless seems to have become too much of the practice around the place. How do you balance the need for those standards with keeping the club accessible? Good question. And um, uh, the the membership criteria is quite clearly stipulated. And um, and um, to be honest, we had a membership drive, and uh, some of the members I think would be listening and agree with me that there were five members who applied, and we only went ahead with two. And we thought the three needed more naturism and more mentorism before they became part of our club. So I think. Um, how do you keep the balance? The balance is that uh, uh, the why in Rotary must be clear and we, we, we are upfront about it. And we want to ensure that the retain, the, if the why is clear, the retention is there. So that's the balance that we try and have. And, um, and I think, um, I think the, the journey itself, you know, when you want to join Rotary, you, you, you see what you do, what you want to do. And, um, I can't explain in English that well, but but what I'm trying to say is that these are these are very good balance and uh, and uh, and the glue itself is Rotary and the knowledge Rotary information. Yeah. Thanks, Tajendra. I have a question here from from, from uh, Chris Wright. Chris, would you like to switch your mic on and put your question, please? Uh, thank you very much for that. I know Jatendra's been very active and. Between uh, Jatendra doing our membership in District 9620 and 
his predecessor, um, Tim Keeler, have been very active. And I think one of the, the big things that really stands out um, with membership directors, membership chairman, whatever, is their motivation and their enthusiasm. It really just reeks and oozes of energy. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy because it, you just want to be part of it. But I also know Jatendra has been very active um, in the Brisbane area in setting up a satellite club, a Chinese satellite club as well. And that has really gained a lot of momentum. And I think they've got, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jatendra, because he's been a pinnacle part of setting up this Chinese club. There's uh, 20 members currently, and it's just growing exponentially. It, it really is. And the Sunnybank area um, in Brisbane is very heavily Asian uh, orientated. And he's really tapped into a very strong area there as well. Um, do you want to talk a bit more about that, Jatendra? Because that really is wonderful. What you're yes, doing. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Yes, indeed. Um, um, Peter Huang, a member of the Sunny Bank Rotary Club, and uh, um, we spoke about the, the, the concept of a satellite club. And uh, I think the important bit is that um, uh, the, the club needs to be ready the club members needs to be aware that there is opportunities like your satellite club, like your passport clubs. So when we spoke, I was invited to <laughs> Hills and um, there was an interesting question that morning. And that question was, why satellite club? Why can't these people join our, 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 our own club? And my answer to that was diversity. My answer to that was embracing diversity. Sometimes we are not aware that certain things, certain cultures, are. you've got to be just aware of it. And it's just the acceptability of it. And people like to be around their own, own uh, what do you call, a group. But the thing is that Rotary is bigger than that. So once we get this, just like RCB has started with the Fiji group, but we have now embraced diversity. So, so that is the journey that we go along. So embracing diversity is important, but the, at the end of the day, I think what we've got to remember, it's not about us, it's about serving someone. It's about going out there and doing that someone for someone else. And you know what? I think you'll all agree with me that we are the ones we enrich our own soul by doing that. So, so the, the fastest way to grow Rotary is, I believe, forming new clubs. Satellite Club is a really good way of doing it. And I've been really excited. 23 members now, uh, Chris, past uh, district governor, Chris, and we are looking at chartering the, the club or converting the Satellite Club into a Rotary Club before end of June next year. Thanks, Chris, and thanks, Jitendra. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge Barbara Mifsad, our regional membership officer who's in the audience, and to whom I owe thanks for this because it was Barbara who pointed out the amazing story of Brisbane International. And Barbara has a question about learning and mentoring. So over to you to ask a question, Barbara. Thanks so much, Caro. And yeah, thanks, Jitendra, for sharing the story. I, I love hearing about, um, you know, the continuing story of your club. It's, it's very exciting. Um, you mentioned, Jitendra, that Rotary knowledge is the glue that keeps the members together. And I know that with um, starting, starting new clubs, you know, a lot of the effort is in, um, you know, you might have people who don't know about Rotary and, um, 
you know, in educating people about Rotary. So I just was wondering, do you have, how do you, you know, what strategies do you have for educating members? Do you have like a new member orientation program or some kind of ongoing mentoring program? I'm just I'm just Thank you, Barbara, and uh, like to acknowledge your support from day dot. When we proposed the name of Rotary Club of Brisbane, Fiji, and you were part of this journey, and thank you so much. You are forever embedded in our Rotary in RCBI's clubs. So thank you for your support. Um, yes, we did a RLI Rotary Leadership Institute, a condensed version. Instead of over three weekends, we saturated the RLI program into one day. And we got the club to come in, uh, and uh, I think we had 20 members who joined in for, for and undertook that um, uh, do, uh, that program. The other thing is that what we every meeting we've got Rotary information. So there is a member who talks about Rotary. It's part of the Rotary agenda. So that's that's another Rotary information. And then we've got our newsletter coming out, and um, and a lot of communication. So. Uh, and we also got not only mentorism, we got nurturism. We're promoting nurture, how we nurture the member. Mentor is a relationship, but nurturism comes from inside that you, you nurture them into a, into a Rotarian. You know, we all become members of a Rotary Club, but there are certain times, certain events happen that we become a Rotarian. And don't we want Rotarians in the, in the club, not necessarily members in the club. So, so that's well, that's the journey, and uh, the journey is a lot of information. Um, every meeting, there is rotary information and RLI program, absolutely, and also district assembly. We we push and encourage members to attend district assembly as well. Thanks, Jitendra, and thanks, Barbara, for, for your question. Now, I'd like to go over to Marilyn Raymond to ask her question, please. Over to you, please, Marilyn, about burnout. People talk about, or Rotarians talk about burnout, and I seem to get into trouble a lot in our area from burnout because I'm like on a treadmill all the time in comparison to a lot of other people. So it's really hard for me to sort of judge when people are getting burnout. But I noticed that there's a lot of projects being done in the club that we've been speaking about, and yet we haven't mentioned anything too much about people leaving the club because of burnout. And that I think is a big problem in people leaving. I don't think they leave for all the reasons that we have like monetary reasons or ill health or whatever. I think sometimes it's because of burnout. I don't know why, um, but I'd like to hear what other people think about burnout question. I think I did mention that as part of our challenge um, when I was uh, addressing the challenges for my club. And I think I did mention burnout. And I've noticed that in my visit to other clubs that they, it is an issue. Uh, it's a balancing act, uh, uh, Marilyn, is it Marilyn? Yeah. And uh, it's a balancing act. And uh, um, there is no answer to that. It's just, uh, I think it's leadership. I really feel that it's leadership and the, and the board has to be aware that how much we are doing. And uh, just for example, a lot of Rotary clubs do Bunnings barbecue. Let's, and I believe, let's understand, Bunnings barbecue is not a project. It's a fundraising thing. That's right. Right? So uh, we just got to be, under, we just, I believe we got to understand that, that the members need to come and do the Bunnings barbecue 
as a fundraising thing, but the project is actually going using those funds and going out there and um, and um, and then helping people and doing what we are supposed to be doing, which is a, a service project or service organization. So you are right. It's uh, I think there has to be a balancing act. Uh, I, I just noticed that my president has walked in into the room. Uh, uh, welcome, Subashni, and I'm going to be now be very careful what I'm going to talk about my club. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, for example, when I was the district governor, Marilyn, I used to tell some clubs that I think you are doing too much. Where is your social? Where is that friendship? You know, we talk about friendship. It's easy to make a friend, but putting the ship beside the friend is a tough work. So let's try and put the ship beside the friend and make it a friendship. Because remember, when Paul Harris in 1905 started Rotary, it was dead set uh, embedded on the foundation of friend and fellowship and through friendship. So let's just visit the basics, you know, and, and once our house is in order, we can go out and do things for others as well. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marnie. Thanks, Jatendra. Jatendra, I have a question for you from Alana Tilly, who's interested in starting a satellite club in Sigatoka. From So a question from Fiji. Over to you, please, Alana. Hi. <laughs> um, yes, hi, uh... Jitendra, thank you very much for the presentation. It's been wonderful. Um, I only just started my uh, presidency this year and I'm still relatively new to the upper uh, positions of Rotary. So I'm on a steep learning curve. But one of the things I did learn and I thought perhaps uh, drawing on your knowledge of uh, Fiji is that in Singatoka, there did used to be a Rotary club. Um, it disbanded many years ago and I was thinking of trying to introduce a satellite club um, connected to our club in Nandi. So I haven't taken any next steps yet, but I was just wondering if you had any tips or suggestions about, um, for, with your perspective and knowledge about how um, could be a, a good way to approach that. Absolutely. Love it. Um, bring it on. <laughs> I must say, Brother Chris and Subhashni has visited your club in Nandi when we took a team to Lambasa for the Interplus team. Um, lovely, lovely club you've got there. Yes, there is an opportunity to do a, have a, a satellite club in Nandi and uh, have got your phone number and I've got your email address. We shall talk. Absolutely. Right, right. But uh, there is an opportunity, definitely. And I'd love to be part of that. I'm very close to Lambasa Rotary Club on, on a daily basis on Viber. And then, and you guys are doing a fantastic work with the, um, with the mask as well. Well done. Thank you. Thanks, Alana, for your question. And thanks, Jitendra. Jitendra, I love that, that uh, gender balance, 53 47%. You've pretty much got it even there. But I have a question. If we're to improve the overall position of, of women in Rotary, and we see from, from, certainly from my experience of my district, that whilst there are the makeup of about 25% of our members, women typically fill 40% of the key roles, what is Brisbane International doing to develop more women leaders in Rotary? Thank you, Kiro. And, um... I think much of our success has been female power in our club. Very strong, love the passionate way they do things and they're really good. Um, how do you improve the gender balance? Um, what, I mean, I think 
I don't think there should be a differentiation between male and female. I think the process of inviting people and asking them to be Rotarian is the basic. How many times, I mean, let's be honest and you don't have to answer this. How many of us have asked someone to become a Rotarian? I sometimes challenge my leadership team in, in the district. How many of them have actually put their hands up or can I put their hands up and invited someone? Each one bring one is the challenge this year. And I challenge members to not only, it's not necessarily getting new members, but getting new people to come and enjoy the magic and joy of Rotary, enjoy what Rotary is all about, a meeting. So I don't necessarily feel that we sh there should be a focus somewhere. Similarly, at, at one of the Rotary meetings I was asked, and the question was, we've got a new member inducted, he's 23 years old, and, um, and what should we do? Our club age is 62, what should we do? And my answer was, nothing. Why, want to be do Why do you want to change yourself to accommodate someone? You be yourself. But let's look at the retention strategies, and that is that uh, engage the person into some project and engage him to something, doing something. Basic thing, you know, and just keep 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 your dynamics of the club the same. So I don't think I don't think the club should change to suit members. I think remember we are a membership organization. The dynamics and the fundamentals of the club, the governance of the club should remain the same. People will come and be part of the club and enjoy the journey. Because remember what I said before, it's the why. So if a 22 year old, if a female or a male or someone walks into the club because their why is clear and, and, and the club is able to meet the expectations, then they are, you've got them as members. Thanks, Jajendra. Actually, to progress that one, as, I, as an interested reader of Mark Huddleston's work, one of the things that Mark has said is that, developing on that point, that adapting the traditional Rotary clubs, and I, and I don't think he necessarily had Brisbane International in mind when he said this, that it's important for clubs not to demand that people change too much, but that clubs adapt to new people, that clubs tailor what they offer to individuals. What, what, did, what would you say about that? I think it contradicts what I just said before in terms of that. But as I say, there is no one size fit all, Kiro, you know. And, um, and uh, uh, I just had, a, for example, just today, uh, oh, sorry, yesterday we had a lead from Rotary International about a member in the, in the Sunshine Coast. So I talked to him. I sent an email. I said, there's two clubs there. Go and see where, you, where your best fit is. So visit both the clubs and see where the best fit is, you know, where you feel comfortable about, uh, you know, your journey as a Rotarian. So what, what I mean by a club not meeting, uh, I think clubs should meet the, the, what you call, the expectations of a, of a prospective member because that's one of the reasons 33% left Rotary, isn't it, Barbara? You know, that's the statistic that came through. But... In meeting the expectation, I don't think we should compromise what we are. That's what I'm trying to say. Our values should remain the same. And we, we change the projects, we change the, the, the structure and whatever in terms of meeting dynamics and all of that. But I don't think that the fundamentals should change. No, fair. So, so the, the values that, that make the core of Rotary start, 
we, we, we stay with those fundamentals, mm. but other things, the, the peripheral things around the outside, the jobs we do and those sort of things, those can change. Those We can adapt yeah. with those. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, Jitendra. A question about youth programs. You've mentioned starting a Rotaract club, which is absolutely fantastic. Does Brisbane International utilise, because we have this fantastic suite of, you know, all these, all these acronyms like RIPEN and RILAR, which stand for some fantastic youth development programs, do they form any part of your, say, say RILAR developing, developing younger members of your club? Yes, um, in saying that uh, our Rotaract Club did take a bit of a, a slide in terms of uh, membership, but we are reigniting it and it's exciting that one of our newer members have uh, taken the task to reignite it and it's, it's coming good back again. Um, we do service projects together, the homeless feed together, we, we, we cook and give it to the autorectors and they go and serve there. Um, in terms of developing um, Rila Ripen, we promote it within them, uh, but uh, we haven't seen that, uh, that, that traction, that, um, that engagement from them. But it's coming, it will come. But I think that's a very good point that you've raised that that could be a source or a pool to promote our youth programs within them. I totally agree with that. One of the things that we've been promoting and we've run a trial on it is the, the, the concept of using RILA, for example, as a, as a form of traineeship where we pay the $800 for someone to go to RILA, but we get them to do something for the club, not something that would be defined in terms of hours of work, but say to do a project, maybe, maybe to do a marketing plan for a a community market or something like yeah. that, but yeah. to actually get them to, to give back to Rotary. And it's, it certainly seems to have some traction. You mentioned an average, an average age. Yeah. Say, what, what would your makeup, what would the makeup of the club be, say, in, in, say people under 40 versus, say, people over 60 and that sort of thing? Unsure. Mm, Maybe my president can help me here. Subhashni, could you help me with that, uh, with that uh, statistics? Um, we got some very pretty and uh, young ladies in the club. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, oh, um, hi everyone. I'm Sebastiani from Rotary Club of Brisbane International. Um, very proud to be part of this club. Uh, we have a really good mix. Uh, majority of the members are within the age category of 45 to 55. There's a large mix of that, and um, and uh, there's uh, under 40s as well and a couple maybe over 60s out of, out of the 30 members we have. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a question, Jitendra. What do you see as the biggest challenge to Brisbane International going forward? I think our own expectations, uh, Kiro. Um, because, um, and uh, I think uh, we, a couple of our past presidents, we have started talking about this, is that as a, as a president comes in, they want to do that much more from previous year. And the benchmark is previous year. You know, well, so that, that's exciting, but the, the curve is so steep that we don't want to just keep on, and that concept of burnout is, can come through as well. And, and that's why I mentioned about our strategic plan that we need to just monitor our strategic plan. I think it will come, what we did then to, to answer that question this year, we did what you call the pulse of the club. 
and uh, we we appointed an independent uh, person, and we, I don't know who the person was. Even I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and we asked the members to survey. So we got the question from RI database, and we used uh, the Monkey platform and Survey Monkey, and uh, all the all the result went to this independent person, and the result came to the board. So what we did at the board level, we said, okay, this is from the members. So we flicked it straight to the members and this is the feedback, mm -hmm. right? So whilst we're doing it, we, we, the board agreed that there will be some criticism. So we've got to be strong to accept it. And um, it, was, it was really interesting, the, the feedback that we've got. For example, one of the feedback, a simple thing, Kiro, was agenda. We have got an agenda for our meetings, right? And uh, our feedback was that the agenda is too boring. Why don't we have a surprise agenda items? Why don't we change things? You know, so there were a few things that came through. The other thing was very interesting and, uh, and that was the election of uh, board. At the moment is uh, like we always do, it's sort of tap on the shoulder and if you want to be part of the board and all that. But uh, it came through that we should think about uh, putting out members and go into an election process. So, so these are the things that are coming through. So all the members on the platform this evening, maybe this is something that you might want to go back to your club and just check the pulse of the club, where we are, how are we tracking, you know? Are we tracking the way the, the members are, uh, the why of the members and the reasons are there or not? And, um, and we are slowly trying to, to, to ensure that we are solving those, those issues that were raised. Um, another one was a really good one, Kiro, and that um, I, was, I was taken aback a bit, and that was that, and we didn't realize this, that in our flagship uh, program, what you call fundraisers and a few other things, that's where the past presidents or the senior, senior returns were doing much of the, of the, of the program. And, uh, and, and, and it came through by saying that, um, why can't we uh, give that opportunity to someone else, the younger members? And we didn't even realize that was happening. You know, so that is something really good. And uh, Subhashni just made a comment before that, uh, tomorrow we've got our club assembly and uh, we do four club assemblies in a year and it's gonna be a very robust meeting tomorrow. Just robust meaning just, just Again, going back to the pulses and checking where we are. So we've got to be honest with ourselves. And importantly, I believe we've got to be honest to the organization. We've got to work hard and work hard because it's not about us. It's about those people who benefit from us. It's about that person who's, we did the water project and, and the person is drinking out of that well. We never get to meet them. But why should they not get the benefit of our hard work? Fantastic. Thanks, Jitendra. A question, because what we tend to see sometimes is that clubs will avoid confrontation and try and shove conflict out of the way. Is conflict is a bit of confrontation and conflict actually work through work through the right way? Is that can that be good for a club? I like to say robust discussion instead of confrontation. Uh, I'd like to say a good heart-to-heart -heart talk. Um, can I just also mention that uh, we had a situation with a member uh, that we felt that the member was not culturally or in a, in, in, a, in a manner not fitting the club. So together with the president and myself, 
and that member, we had a heart-to-heart talk to that person. And said, listen, you know, you've got to be sensitive. So not necessarily the, the cultural differences, but other differences. And um, he was not happy and he wanted to resign. So we said, no, we don't want to lose you from the family. You're still an integral part of this um, of the of the family. So why don't you shift to another club where someone else can benefit your experience? And the person has. Um, so we maintain that person in the family, but we avoided a potential who knows a, a bigger issue down the track. So there are ways how you manage things, Kiro, you know, and, uh, and I felt that uh, we managed it really well. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, I don't think we should sweep it under the floor. I think we should manage it well. Have a healthy process for managing it. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Someone setting out to emulate, to, to, to learn from you, to, to maybe copy the sort of things that you've done, what advice would you offer them? What's perhaps the main things to, to watch out for on that journey? Be honest with yourself and remember it's not about you. It's about the people whom we serve. It's not about uh, anyone else. Put your ego aside. The three-letter word ego really kills anything, any relationship, not necessarily any rotary. We got to be humble enough and accept with grace the progress and the success and the drawbacks. Um, it's about having fun. It's about enjoying it. Uh, there is no blueprint to RCBI. I think, as I said, there is no. You know, just like it's not uh, one size fit all. But if anything that you want to take out of this evening today is the challenge to go and do good and reevaluate yourself, your own rotary journey, your own why, and get excited and inspired by your own why, because that's where it all starts and that's where it all ends. So that would be my advice. Jitendra? Uh, thank you, thank you from Membership Voice for what you've done. Yeah, well done. Today. Thank you. Thank you. That was fantastic. You know, the, big, the thing that I liked about it most, it was inspirational. It was yeah, absolutely, you. Yeah, you can take, you can take, you, you can feel your pride in this organisation and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do with leadership. And thank you for everyone who's put the questions in tonight. So good night, everyone. And thank you. Good night and thank you. Good night. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much.